Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Reza- Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where do you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am delighted to bring in my guest, someone that you guys most likely know and love. And if you don't know and love him, you will by the end of this. I will bring him in in a moment. But first, I must chat with producer Tony Thaxton, the bad boy of podcasting, to see what's been going on with him since we last talked and to fill him in on some stuff in my life. Hello, Tony. Hello. Boy, it's just nothing but nonstop excitement over here at the uh Thaxton household. Uh my uh my uh my beefy son, my beefy roommate <laughs> has uh gotten in this habit of it, this doesn't usually happen, but now it's starting to be like once or twice a week where he wakes up at like 5 5:30 in the morning and really want, has to go outside. And uh once that happens, then I'm just like, well, I'm just up now. Yeah. I, I can't go back to sleep once I do that. So I've been up since about 5.30 this morning today. You're like in perfect position to have actual human children if you want to someday. Yeah. All Don't right, change your go. sleep patterns. <laughs> um, you posted about this. Yeah. The cutest picture of your dog. And you said that he's in the habit of waking up the fax man (laughs) at 5.30. And I just loved that you referred to yourself as the fax man. How frequently does this happen? It's like when Daniel accidentally called himself the Q man. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to let you forget that. (laughs) Have I really never said that on here before? You probably have, but I've never seen it in writing. It's been like somewhat of a, in like the last year or two, you know, it's become that thing where I, I say it ironically to be stupid. And then now it's kind of like it just comes out yes. now a little too often. I, <laughs> so I'm just kind of running with it. Neat, neat. Like when someone says anything kind of interesting, <laughs> like, ooh, neat. That for me started ironically. And then it became just a part of my vocabulary. Yep. I did that with tight as well. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been a right on person? I never have. No, I don't think so. Cool beans? I feel like I'm sure it's left my mouth, but, uh, you know, I feel, yeah, that or cool beans, those are probably just, you know, I'm sure it's been said, but not with enough frequency to uh, become a habit. Yeah. Have I ever told the story of when I did youth and government in high school, there was this girl who, she was very nice. I liked her a lot, but the complaint about her from a couple of the other girls was she, that girl says dude too much and then she ran up a flight of stairs and i remember with 
<laughs> each time her foot hit a step, she said, dude. So it's like, dude, 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 dude. Yeah. And I've been, you know, the pandemic has given me so much time to navel gaze and think back on things from my past. And I'm wondering, as opposed to that just being a natural explosion of dudes, um, perhaps had she heard someone say that and she was like going to shove them down their throat. Mm, right. I don't remember her name, but if I did, I would go look her up and I would ask and she would not <laughs> have any idea. But still. Yeah, that's that's excessive. That feels like that has to be a bit. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. I don't I don't know what you know or don't know. I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you. Not much. Um so officially covid free from our little covid scare, our secondary exposure scare um where we had a babysitter who had been exposed. Mm-hmm. She went on to test negative and then we all tested negative. And really, right. I was thinking this whole experience shows like I, there's a couple of different conclusions that could be drawn from this, but perhaps one of them is that all that worry was for nothing. It all turned out okay. But that is not what I've taken from it. Instead, what I've taken from it is I need to be way more careful, vigilant and nervous all the time. I, like it really freaked me out. Um, it's hard. It's hard to not get nervous about all yeah. this stuff. Like we are, so tomorrow is Daniel's birthday and we're talking about going to Descanso Gardens. It's out, you know, outside, should be totally fine. Mm -hmm. We're vaccinated. The children aren't obviously, but I was thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to get through that whole experience without needing to go to the bathroom because I pee all the time. And, you know, is that safe? So I texted Wendy, who comes on the show a lot, because she's more worried about everything than I am, historically has been. And she's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, we go all the time. Just use the bathroom that's not as crowded. But this having to reconsider everywhere I go and want, you know, being concerned about being indoors again, I was not like this for a good chunk of months there. And I miss, I miss that happy time yeah. when uh, I didn't, I didn't realize, we didn't realize what we had, Tony. I know. It was like, it was exciting. And I was kind of like slowly getting back in the world. And, yeah. uh, I wasn't freaked out at all. Like I was just kind of going, even though I was kind of still not doing a ton, but I was going out and yeah. I had, yeah, I was just like, yeah, all right. I'm not really worried. And uh, yeah, now I don't know what the hell to think. I went to coffee with your friend and mine, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're friends with her. I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> happening here, but and with Mary Lynn Rice Cub uh-huh. inside, we sat inside yeah. and I uh, didn't I- wear a mask from my seat to the bathroom and back. That's the only time I've actually done that inside. But um, yeah, and so I thought, okay, well, maybe we're being hyper careful now, but everyone else is out there living their lives. But I'm noticing other people aren't being hyper careful as well. So I think, I think most people are now back in this like, uh oh, I don't know what's going on right now. So yeah. I got to play it safe. Realm. Concern is definitely growing. Yeah. I hate it- that. Yeah, it sucks real bad. It's, uh, it's pretty depressing. And also... Just to get real depressing and deep for a second, then we'll go back to casual things because I need to ask my guest about cheese because he posted about cheese just about an hour ago. Um, If, and I I don't think it is, but if this is really the end for our existence, 
this is not how I want to be spending my time. And I don't mean I don't want to be talking to you guys doing a show. That's fine. But like in general, there's a lot of things I do in the day. I would probably live it up in a different way. I don't know that I would be in Burbank. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, because what it, again, it's scary. You don't know what you can do, what's safe. And it's just, and a lot of things are still kind of like not, I don't know. More th- are thing some things are kind of closing down again, I think. Yeah. No. It's I don't know. I don't know. And I also don't know. Sorry, I'm just venting a little. I don't I also don't quite know what news sources to trust. Right. Um Drudge, of course, Breitbart, yes, Fox News, sure. <laughs> of course. But uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of them, I don't really know. Like Newsweek had a pretty fear-mongering article this morning um where the headline was like uh Lambda variant could pose significant lambda variant, a potential risk to human society, researchers say. Cool. So that's fun. Anyway, on a lighter note, <laughs> on a lighter note, Tony, there's some flies inside my house. There's I literally have two like right next to me right now. They're driving me crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's the heat. We can't figure out where they're coming in. I think mm. probably when I, I, my assumption is when we go outside, they fly in. Um, that seems like a safe bet. <laughs> yes, but but there's the fear of like, what if they're emanating from I don't know some kind of vent or sink mm. or what if they're infiltrating our lives in some kind of way? I'm guessing no. I'm thinking I they fly sure, in when you got the door open. I sure hope not. I will tell you because my millipede problem zero. Seen neither hide nor hair of millipedes since I had the plant that was in our bedroom. Since I removed right. it, no more millipedes. And, uh, you know, I'm on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Bonus episodes of the Friend Zone, weekly Zoom parties. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. And anyway, one of the people who texts me, who's at that level, I call them my confidants. She told me that her coworker had a millipede on his desk. And she's like, move your plant. And he moved his plant. And now... He that no longer has a millipede problem. So what I'm saying is not only am I a recreational, built it from the ground up exterminator for myself and my own studio, I have now given, I'm like, I'm like a resource for other people. It's incredible. I'm, I'm speechless. That, you know what <laughs> so, I'm speechless yeah. about? I just took a ganderoo at the time. We've been blabbing for 11 minutes while our guest has been in our green room, in our mm-hmm. appointed green room, thankfully there's a nice spread and lots of drinks and pictures of other celebrities in there, and it's air conditioned. But I think, I think it's time to bring him in. He is someone who's been on my show a number of times, football analyst, writer, radio personality. You can hear him on the Extra Points Network, talking sports with Cousin Sal and Kevin Hench, uh, also on the Minus 3 podcast. That's the one, I believe, with Kevin Hench. We'll get that sorted out when he joins. It is Put Your Hands Together for Dave Damashek. Oh, my goodness. What a pleasure. It's been too long, Allison Rosen. And we can't even just blame it on COVID. Our our absence from one another predates even the 19. I have. Can I tell you guys? Hello, Thax, man. Um, Can I can I weigh in on what I missed there over those 11 minutes? Sure. Yes, definitely. First of all. Thax man is bad, but not as bad as Q man. But even worse would be I have a friend who I went to college with who we 
called, and I think we still call, I haven't seen them in a bit, Q. But then I was thinking recently, like, you can't really go with Q anymore because that's <laughs> yeah. been taken by someone else, not unlike Delta Airlines must be miserable. Like we got yes. uh, what, ha- you know, that, that you, you took our name and now it's associated with poison. And same thing with Isis. You know, Isis was she used to be like, I don't know, was she like an ancient superhero lady that we that I at least uh, I'm older than you guys but she would fight on Saturday morning TV alongside Shazam but then you know the the ne'er-do-wells on the other side of the country they took ISIS so that's Mm. no good so that's one thought two um (laughs) do I say neat yes you bet your ass I do I also say swell um next Marilyn Ricecub what a name drop by Allison Rosen. I, the Thax man didn't call you on it. I'm here to do it. Thank I'm you. I'm used to it. I and lastly, go oh, ahead. Well, I don't want to interrupt your flow. I don't know if this counts as a flow. I'm just going over my uh, my your jotted notes. down okay. notes. And last one is, you say you wouldn't want to be in Burbank. And I hear that. And, you know, these sorts of things bring to the fore, you know, like, wow, I want to enjoy every day going forward a little bit more than I have. I'm going to relish life a little bit. So then the question is, Allison, what do you wish you were doing? Where should you be if not in Burbank, kibitzing with the Thaxman and Damashek right now? I want to continue kibitzing with the Thaxman and Damashek, but uh, three people I follow on Instagram, former guest of the show, Arden Marine, guest of the show, Brian Safi. And Anna Hosnier, who is a producer on um, Arden's show, they were in Rhode Island for what seemed like weeks. And they were posting pictures of it. And it is so fucking cute. I've only spent a few hours in Rhode Island. But from looking at their posts, I guess I want to be in Rhode Island. Hmm, okay, that's a good place to start on the yeah. other side of uh, of the continental U.S. That's fine. Um my answer, I don't necessarily know where I'll be, but I've always said, like, I used to say when I was 20, when I get to 80, then I've moved it down to 75 and 70, and I'm considering making the move to 65 years young um, when the kids are out of the house. Heroin. I'm, gonna, think, I'm going hardcore. I'm going to go hardcore drug habit. Yeah, I, mean, I think we talked point, about that. I think we bonded yeah. over how we're both going to do heroin when we get old, <laughs> yeah. except I have decided because... I had this conversation. Do you know the, Do you know people in Rhode Island? Because that could be an issue. That could prevent you from going to Rhode Island if you can't score over there. You know, I don't you've know if I can be score able to, in L.A., but I'll. You know, I got to get to work on that. You've got to be able to get it in Rhode Island. I'm sure. Um, Smack. I don't know. I don't know where you can find horse. I actually the injectable drug that I would do is Versed, and I don't even know if you can get that on the street. But that, I've talked about it on the show. Everyone knows I love Versed. Versed is the drug that they give you when they're prepping you for surgery, um, mm. oftentimes. Have you have you ha- been under general? And have no, they given- I, no, I, I've never gone under the knife. I you don't haven't? Think. No, no, never. Uh, somehow, as I, I, you know, I'm slow afoot and, you know, I, I not anymore. Now I tear my Achilles if I tried to run for 20 feet. But, you know, even when I was playing sports, I think... My lack of foot speed kept me safe versus mm-hmm. my peers. I think other guys were moving so fast. It's like, oh, man, he hurt his shoulder or he broke his arm. Like, Damashek wasn't going fast enough. Like, you know, how badly can you hurt yourself if, you, if you're only going right. one and a half miles an hour, you know? Have you had a colonoscopy? 
now I need to do that. Yeah. That's something else I need to do. Well, I believe a colonoscopy they use for set. So anyway, when you <clears throat> when you go under general, they uh, they give you a drug to relax you. And it is the most peaceful and ecstatic I have ever felt. And that is called Versed. So and I think that like I'm I'm looking forward to my colonoscopy. And someone was like, yeah, they've lowered the age. So put that camera up my butt. (laughs) You're hooked to colonoscopies, in other words. I am (laughs) just nobody understands that you're in there for the Versed. It's just what is this? Wait, this Allison Rosen is back again? Another (laughs) colonoscopy? What's going on here? Didn't we just look in there? I'm taking the spike for uh, COVID. That's that's what I'm inject or what I'm having other people inject for me at least twice so far. Yeah, that's I, I wouldn't say I'm hooked on it, but so far the early returns have worked out. I'm you. pretty excited. If I was so like getting the vaccine was really a high point of this weird year and a half and more that we've had. So I think I have a sense memory of it being so exciting that I like if they announced a booster, I would be like, yes, I can't wait to go get it. And I don't really like needles in general, but I am excited for the booster. Well, I mean, I listen, Thaxman, is that virtue signaling to to announce like you're so it's sort of like a little bit like I've enjoyed I'm glad I'm vaccinated. And also I've enjoyed Ted Lasso. But I feel like some people are getting a little crazy about it, you know, like it's like, all right, settle down, settle down. About my, <laughs> my wife is crazy about Ted Lasso, like wants to talk about it all the time. And I was like, all right. I mean, I enjoyed it a great deal. Can we leave it at that? You know, I, 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 I don't know that it has uh, overarching or overarching meaning for the human condition at this point. But, you know, that's a. Uh, maybe I'm being a cynic about it. I wanted to ask you about Ted Lasso. I've only seen the first season. Have you seen the second season? Uh, I keep falling asleep watching it, Not, which isn't an indictment of the show, just that the kids stay up a little bit too late and I get a wine or two in me mm. around that time. And, and it's a perfect storm for slumber on the couch. Right. So I, I get about 10 minutes in and then I have to catch up. I enjoyed the first season, but people were it was like a new religion for people yeah, who are right, super into, I mean. into right. religion. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I wasn't fanatical about it, but I will say, cause one of the things we've talked about before is that sports doesn't really make sense. The, the, the fervor people have around sports, I've never really experienced that. And I, I, I think I asked you, what is, uh, what is the deal with sports? <laughs> What's good about it? Um, but watching Ted Lasso, I, I could feel what it is like to really care about a team. So I got it. Hmm. Well, see, this is a big step for you as someone who has denounced sports through and through. Um, Did it hurt my feelings, given that I have largely built my adult life around said sports? Sure, it did. But you know what? It's water under the bridge. Um, Yeah, that's right. What's good about sports is that they get what you need in life is, you know, the Shawshank Redemption a little bit for you, you know. You know how that red and and uh, and uh, what's his name go back and forth the whole time about hope. And do you want hope or is hope bad? Mm-hmm. You need a close cousin of hope is something to look forward to. Yes. And you need stuff to look forward to in life, whether it's the coming weekend, tomorrow night. Like when you're we're about to have to go back to school. All Doing heroin when you're 80. Well, that's yeah, that's exciting. That's a good thing. But like I have to go. 
you know, I around this time I start to get those pangs of like, ooh, a few more weeks and it's back to school time. And I well, I'll never get over that the, the horror of having to return to school, the bait and switch. It's quite sort of like what you and the Thax man were just talking about there <laughs> with uh, like you thought we were through with COVID mm-hmm. and now we have to go back into the, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, wait, the man gave us summertime. It's like, wait. New rules. We don't have to go to school every day. And then all of a sudden, bait and switch. Guess what? Back to school. Right. Punks. And I never liked that. Um, And but what makes it okay, or at least helps you get through it is like, hey, Monday night football's on. You know, that that's something to look forward to. And then on the weekend, there's that game. And then, oh, three months from now, let's go see that team play. And that's something to look forward to. I really do sincerely because I am a, a relatively vapid uh, soul without a whole lot filling my head. I I am fascinated and I lament for you because I'm also an empath, as you know. Mm. I feel for you because you don't love sports. I don't know how you fill the hours in the day. They always say life is short. It's also long. Um, and I don't know. It, the days must feel long when you don't have anything. Like I, as a sports fan, it's like, <laughs> All we have is baseball. Oh, let's get to football already. And that's the downtime to me. What do you do? Your whole life is like, I don't care about any of these. Well, you know, I enjoy my children uh, mm. sometimes. That's that's where we part ways. Sometimes. <laughs> no, I kid. That's I spend a, a lot a of time on Twitter and Instagram. And I like to nap. <laughs> and I get I, I get super into TV shows. Okay. I guess. Okay. I, I hear- do all those things besides nap. I I hear what you're saying. Um, But I also am aware of the vast delusion required to be a sports fan in the 21st century, as Jerry Seinfeld joked about rooting for laundry and everything else. That couldn't be more true. Like as though a 23-year-old guy from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, cares about the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, one-tenth as much as a dope like me does is, uh, like I say, requires a a fair amount of uh, diluting oneself. But I do it anyway. So I need to go back to something. When I said that Daniel referred to himself as the Q man, I think he actually referred to himself as the Q monster, which is even better. Even better. Yeah. So, Dave, you said that you still feel not good about going back to school. And I don't want to blow your cover, but you're not in school anymore. So you still feel it as strongly, even though you're not the one going to school. Well, I also said I'm an empath, and so of course I can I, I can relate to to the youngsters out there. I mean, and also I have four children, too, um, which is stunning in itself as somebody who has known me for what a decade now, Allison. It's got to be yeah. it's got got to be an ongoing source of confusion for for the women and for people at large to look at me and to interact with me and go like, how is the least macho man? I've ever met in my in my life so very productive when it comes time to making the sex. You yeah. Know? Like when I, I make it count, you know, right. I've had it five times and it's produced four children. <laughs> and so, you know, what happened? Adding average. Sure. What happened that fifth time? Well, I mean, you know, listen, you can't uh, you can't hit a home run every time you're up at the plate. I know yeah. that's lost on you. That's a baseball. No, I get it. I'm not that stupid. But I'm almost that stupid. <laughs> so you and my wife got to get together. It makes me <laughs> crazy that I I know about I know who Kim Kardashian is. I know who all the Kardashian. Well, I don't know who they all are, but I I, I know at least three of them. Well, 
I know name, Chloe. Name all the Chloe Kardashians. The Chloe. The fo- I can't. Was the fo- There was. Well, see now you. Uh, uh, now I'm caught. You've caught me on my lie. I can't name them. I want- Chloe is the older one, and then who's married? Who's been married to or been with a bunch of NBA guys? Kim is the famous one. The father. What was his name? He was OJ's friend, and mm-hmm. it would seem OJ is the father of Chloe. If you look closely, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they had. The Does same seem. But anyway, was there a Rob? Yeah, so Robert Kardashian is the dad. Robert Kardashian, and then there was Rob. Then right? there's Rob, yeah. But there's there's many more Kardashian spawn. There's one who's a model, right? Yes. Kylie. No, Ken- that's Kylie Kendall. Jenner. Kendall. I don't know, but my point is I know some of them, and I know <laughs> I know that I know I know that uh Chloe was with uh with a basketball guy or three, and I know that uh I, I, I know that uh, Kim was married to Kanye and all of that, mm-hmm. and I don't care about their lives. It is therefore vexing to me that I cannot invoke any name, that there is no name in sports that rises to the level of my wife knowing who that is, short of Tom Brady. She knows if I say Tom Brady and she could tell you LeBron James is a basketball player, and that's the end of it. Like so- she, That's where her list ends. She cannot go. There's no famous sports guy who she'd be like, well, yeah, of course we know. I know who. I, she wouldn't know who Mike Tyson is. She wouldn't know any of it. Not Mike Tyson. Yeah. It'd be, that's a fun. You know what? You've just given me an idea. I have to start quizzing her yeah. on, these, on a microphone just to shame her. So because that, that'll be good. That's interesting. Your wife is not into sports. Not, not at all, but I think that's good, isn't it? If, Probably. We, if if our if, if our main hobby or I mean, is, is it a hobby to watch other people do something? Because if it is that then watching sports is my hobby, also my job. But um, which is a sad thing to pass on to my children. Like, what do you I watch? I watch grown. I watch grown up who grown ups who are better at something than I am. And then I talk about what I think about what they did as though I am in a pl- position to weigh in on what they just did when I couldn't do one one hundredth of what they just did. But I'm still going to criticize. Well, them that's their, all commentators, I suppose. Um, but uh, but yeah, it would be weird if we both loved that. I, I don't know. That, what, what's your old man into? What's your what's your what's your uh, What's uh, the Q monster into? The Q monster. (laughs) (laughs) He, when I met him, he was pretty into watching sports. He hasn't watched a lot lately, Um, but he he understands sports and he likes watching them. I don't know if I've beaten it out of him. I don't know what it is. I don't know why we don't watch a lot physically. What? Physically, you beat it out of him? I did, yeah. I I told you about this dumb stuff on my TV. That's right. I just wanted to condition him. I wanted him to associate sports and pain. I see. And I think it worked. Pavlovian. I think think his team is the Eagles. See, that's what you should know. You could at least... that's That's what I said to my wife. I don't care if you know. I certainly don't expect you to sit here and watch. I'm not trying to torture you. I'm not trying to see how deep your affection runs via your interest in my teams. But... There is a minimum standard. Shouldn't you know? Shouldn't she know? Shouldn't you know what what is, you know, upsetting me or giving me glee? It it's it's a little upsetting if you know, if my wife couldn't tell you that Dave loves the Steelers and the Penguins, you know, as my team. Like I'd be a little bit of a bummer. I hope she would know that much. I think okay, I think he likes the Eagles and the Ravens. 
Would well, it make you can't? You're not allowed to like both. Of okay. Them. I was like, listen, I, I, this isn't. I, I'm, 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 I'm stepping in. I'm sure your audience doesn't give a junk about this. Well, weigh in, Thatch man. Is this, is this, uh, is this good, Thatch man? Is this good or bad? Uh, to talk I, well, about I'm personally surprised right now because I, I wouldn't have pegged Daniel to uh, have ever really been a sports guy. Yeah. So I'm kind of intrigued right now. Let's talk about rock and roll. You know, <laughs> that's what you guys do. I, I'm interested in that. Or well, listen. I'm not taking your show over. But, I mean, no, you uh, can yeah. take my show. Well, I you we can't can like about- the Eagles and Ravens. They're two birds who live in <laughs> yeah. close proximity to one another. You don't get to choose two teams from one sport. Choose one, and that's it. Yeah, and or isn't he from, he's from Arizona originally, right? Yeah, what? but so he should be a car another bird. No, but his yeah. dad is from Philadelphia. Ah, uh, okay. um, I know he also in college stuff. He likes USC because he went there. Right. Okay. For that's film allowed. school. Yeah, he's like more into film and art and stuff than sports, though. But he does have this sports part of him. And then my brother-in-law is very into sports. So when the two of them get together, boy, do I not like to overhear all the all that talking that I can't get a word in edgewise and I don't understand what they're saying. But that's well, that's but that's kind of the thing. I I I I get into people who like to. I I don't. I I like to lay into them. Um, about declaring in public forums amidst conversation about like when it's May 4th, may the 4th be with you and whatever. And, you know, we can debate whether or not Star Wars movies should belong to kids, but you know, there's a nostalgia for people of a certain age with them and they hold them dear and right or wrong. They love them. I love when the, I love the guy who has to weigh in on social media, never got into Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> No, no one gives a good goddamn. No, okay, then, then don't involve yourself in the conversation. But I also wonder to the point about like, I wait, who, who is, uh, you know, I, I don't know who Matthew Stafford is. I don't know who that is. Like, but then you get same thing as not knowing about Star Wars. You leave yourself out of conversations. Isn't it bothersome to you to like, I don't know what they're talking about, and therefore aren't I like I'm vain, and so. I, I, I would hate the feeling of like I'm being left out of this conversation and I can't participate. So it requires me to have an opinion on these things and to be able to weigh in or else I would feel really sad sitting there and not have any ability. Does this, do you feel this limits you, Allison? Um, not perhaps at times I, I felt like it did. I don't anymore. I mean, it's not like we're all sitting at a table and the two of them are talking about sports. Like they kind of go off in there and have, they have their sports corner. And it's It'd be okay. fun. You know what you should do on your show? If all of you guys don't like sports, then you should have a fantasy football league this year. That would be funny to to, to follow along, wouldn't it? It you would You just have be. to draft them based on it, see how anybody does. But the Facts Man enjoys sports. Facts Man, right? All mm-hmm. right. Oh, I, I'm not oh, like oh, a oh. huge sports guy, but I, I watch football and I'll watch, uh, I'll usually just watch like postseason baseball. How much facts, man, have you missed as a musician yourself? How much have you missed going to Los Angeles's great, um, great venues to see bands play? Uh, a, a, a fair amount, but in all honesty, more so the actual just not being able to be the one playing to play. You miss yeah. that more. I guess yeah. that stands to reason. For sure. But yeah, because I, I, I toured for so much of my life that, uh, in all honesty, I don't end up necessarily going to shows a lot of the time just because i've spent so much of my life at them so i I feel like a lot of times if i'm at them i kind of prefer to just be playing them 
on a bus or did you like did you have like a luxury bus like you see in movies or did you have to like stuff into a van like the Ramones did in the early days? Uh, well, both in the early days of van and then moved up to a bus. Yeah. Is that miserable or is it uh, sort of some of your best memories? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, it's a lot easier to do the van thing when you're 24 or whatever. Ain't that right. Know. Ain't yeah. that right. What yeah. you can stand. That's a, something I have realized over the last decade. The stuff that you could stomach when you were like 24, not bad an eye at. I, I like the idea of sharing a hotel room with yes. somebody. <laughs> makes me want to throw up. The, yes. The, 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 the thought of it is, is, is so vile to me. And people are like, what happened to you? Like, I don't, I, I mean, am I the weirdo? I, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I have no, I have less tolerance than I ever have. And it's not like I ever suffered, uh, you know, surrounding characters all that much. But at this advanced age, I really am like, just please, uh, please. I don't, I used, you know. I used to go to South by Southwest when it was primarily a music festival and I wrote about music, I went like for nine years and there would be like eight of us in a hotel room. I remember oh, I, sharing yes. a bed with so many people and then getting out of the bed and trying to walk to the bathroom and stepping over people to get to the bathroom. And that was just what you did or going to another city and crashing on someone's couch. That was also what you Ugh, did. I no, can't thank no. you to any no, of No, thank you. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it really feels, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I, I look back at myself and, and wonder what I was thinking. I can't, I, I, I would never be able to do that anymore. But I can't take anyhow. a red eye flight anymore. The last oh, time I did I it, I, it felt unsafe. I was too out of it. Well, I feel like the biggest jerk in the world on the uh, red eye because I, I'm the only one who doesn't sleep on him. So I put the light on and oh. then everybody gives you, everybody makes the, the, the noises. Like they don't say directly, excuse me, we're trying to sleep. They just, <laughs> that whole thing. And then I feel shamed out of it, you yeah. know? So then I, so then again, back to my empathy, I turn <laughs> the light off and then I, and then I really, I'll, I'll just sit. I mean, I, I haven't been on a red eye in, uh, probably two and a half, three years, but I just, I, I hate it. And I just sit in the chair in darkness because I can't look at anything because there's no lights. And I just sit there and I suffer in the, the tedium of each second. And I feel a tick off. And I always swear to myself, I always swear to myself, this is the last red eye you ever do. There's no way you can ever. And, and then every like three, four years, I get sucked back, in, uh, get sucked back in. There, there are good sides of that too. I don't usually eat donuts. And I forget how delicious they are. Mm. And then every six months or a year, like I come across one, I'm like, I, I taste one. I'm like, man, I got to eat more donuts, you know, but I forget. <laughs> and then I don't do it for a long time. What kind of donut brings you back usually? Buttermilk. Buttermilk is the yes. best donut. I like a, I like a powdered cream. Of course, the, the big division when it comes to donuts, there, there are a few items out there that point to self-esteem issues for people. And they, they, they lay bare that people have weird self-worth stuff going on i cannot it, it, wait to hear this if you well one is the cake donut in a world of cake donuts who would choose a raised donut that's a that that person's a weird okay a pancake in a world that has waffles waffles come with nice little cups to hold the syrup for you why are you gonna rough it and go with a pancake now listen if you're putting chocolate chips in it if they're extent, you know, uh, um, extraneous. Uh, mm -hmm. What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, circumstances. But um, that uh, that aside, who goes to the drugstore and buys uh, 
you know, in a world of uh, extra strength Tylenol, why would you buy the regular strength? Yes. Like, who, be like, nah, I'm not worth the extra. Yeah. I'm not worth the extra. Who, who deprives themselves of that? And lastly, it well, two, two from the fruit, fruit world. In a world of apples, people eat pears. In a world of um, of delicious yellow and white peaches, people eat tangerines. Those people are all weirdos or have uh, self-worth issues. A lot to address here, Dave. You have mm-hmm. teed up a lot. Um, I will tell you that red delicious apples came up in a children's book. Mm. Q Monster told me about this. He was reading Elliot. That's my four-year-old a book. And Elliot was like, red delicious. And he seemed very taken with this. And then, you know, the Q monster told him that they're actually not that good. And he did not, he could not, he's like, but it says delicious. Like it's right in the name. He couldn't understand the red delicious are such a tease. It's true that I, but you know, you can really ride that for a long time. If you put that into your name, you know, like if you, you embed it into your name, people are pretty lazy. They'll just take your word for it. Uh, And so that's a, a, a clever move by the delicious red, but to your point, there are better varietals out there. Number one right now, the Envy Apple. What the Envy Apple is doing, you know, like any other fruit, like any other apple, the Envy Apple should take a few months off. It's only fair. You know, it's got to have a little swoon to make you appreciate the the good times. But it's not doing that. It's not abiding by those rules. It's a, they're, they're, they're not in the Constitution. They're just gentlemen's agreements among the fruits. Like you should take a couple months off, as it turns out. Envy is just giving the finger to the, to those rules. It has been delicious for 15 straight months. I mean, we're we're sitting here in August and the 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 Envy Apple is as delicious as it was in January. I don't know what to make of it, except I'm just happy to be on the big blue marble at a time when the Envy is available to us. Snapchat. Is there backlash against the Envy for not honoring the gentleman's agreement that the other apples have agreed to? Well, I, I mean, I. I can't get in the head of every fruit out there. I I will say, um, you know, as I as uh, as you may recall, Allison, I at the end of every year, I give out the Shecky Awards. Mm -hmm. They're the Academy Awards that address movies and Grammys do music. And then I take care of everything else. And the granddaddy of them all is uh, is fruit of the year. Yeah. And two years ago, right around this time, we hadn't even gotten to Labor Day yet. And the reigning champ that year was the white peach. And I found it distasteful. I felt like it had spent the ensuing months after its uh, Shecky Award partying, not keeping its eye on the ball, mm. enjoying the spoils of of its championship. And I sent a shot across the bowel of all fruits. And I announced even before Labor Day, the white peach is out of contention for fruit of the year. It's disgraced itself and it's disgraced the world of fruits, thereby delivering the message to everyone else. You better up your game. And coincidence that fruit has, I mean, 2021 has been a remarkable year for fruit already. And we're just, uh, we're just now getting towards autumn. Go get yourself a yellow peach, watermelon, divine right now. We've had some, uh, some, Great, great honeydew out there. The red seedless grape is very nice as it usually is. I mean, these are these are heady days for uh, fruit lovers out there. You know there. what I've discovered? A, a grape that I had had overlooked. There's a black seedless grape. Ooh, you don't say. Yes, and it is very good because I got burned on some green seedless grapes that were like 
I don't know, like uh, sour and gross. That's those. That's how I would describe it. That's you know what? I'm glad you brought that one up. That's another one to add to the list. Who buys green grapes in a world of red grapes? So that's right. weird. Do we need green grapes? If you love white wine, I guess the answer is yes. But you know that aside. Why eat the green when the when 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 the reds are right there for you? Well, I I I always thought that the reds were not as good, and it turns out I was wrong. You know, I think I could be wrong. I think that white wine is not made with green grapes. You're kidding me. Uh, am I? Or is it that golden raisins are not made with green grapes? Something that you'd think is made with green grapes are is not. You're flipping me out. I know. I don't. I don't, I don't mean what, to make you feel like you're. You want me to flip you out right now? Yes, please. I learned this about two years ago, and I, I it's still my favorite fact, factoid or whatever they call it. You know the orange, right? Everybody, you've had an orange, yeah. Because I was belly aching. You know, I you, you I, I know. It's a listen. I, I know what what Allison is thinking. Like, boy, Dave, you said a lot's changed and life is long, but you haven't updated any of the things you talk about since last we spoke five <laughs> years ago. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I haven't either. Well, good. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so we park our cars in the same garage. Yeah. Um, I was belly aching at the time, speaking of grapes, that there was a fruit called that there is a fruit called the grapefruit. Never mind that there's already a fruit called grape. Who was allowed <laughs> to get away with this laziness yep. at the fruit factory that was like, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's just call it a grapefruit. Let's get let's get out of here. The weekend the weekend's here, everybody. Let's uh let's hit the bars. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's already a fruit called grape. And by the way, it looks nothing like the grapefruit. We cannot have this. The yeah. confusion it'll cause. They just went ahead and did it anyway. It makes no so sense. It, it 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 makes no sense is the answer. So I was bellyaching about that, and then I got interested in where fruits got their names, and I learned that the orange, I started to bellyache about that one. Mm. I said, talk about a little lazy name for a fruit. The orange, they just named it after the color. Dig this. The color orange is named after the fruit orange. What? That's a fun fact. Amazing. I mean, is there anything better than hearing that one? I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? The, the fruit predates... The naming of the color. I mean, I don't it's even hard to even that. imagine a time before the color had a name. What were they doing? What were they doing up until that point? And was, what, that, was the world, in fact, because we always see it in movies and photographs yeah. in black and white. Perhaps the world was literally black and white until, you know, relatively recently in man's recorded history. Right. And also, and in what language did that happen? That's a great question. Certainly I mean, wasn't. English. I'm not, I'm not that aggressive a uh, a researcher. I don't. I, I only go so deep. But yeah, I, th- I I I was blown away by that fact. Listen, I need to talk to you more about apples because I don't know if you're aware that I hold a very controversial opinion. I think we've talked about it on Twitter. It has gotten me kicked out of many societies and ruined many relationships I've had. So I want to get into that. But first, I need to talk about Raycon wireless earbuds, which you earlier, you're like, let's talk about rock and roll. I have been listening to, I've always loved heart. But I have really, as Daniel said, I've gone down a heart hole. I cannot, specifically the song Magic Man, I just listen to it over and over. And I'm like, 
every everything that every instru- every specific instrument line is amazing. It's blowing my mind. I know I sound like everyone's mom or dad at this point, but um, it's just and I listen to it on my Raycon wireless earbuds that are super comfortable. They come with like different um, little earpieces so you can get a really good fit. They have a great charge time. No matter how you're feeling about getting back out there, there's no denying it's an adjustment. When the world gets too loud, something I love to do is create my own soundtrack by only listening to Heart's Magic Man over and over and over and over and over. And then I also listen to some other songs, but mostly... It's this one song right now uh, by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Um, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Allison Rosen is your new best friend listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash best friend. That's buyraycon.com slash best friend to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash best friend. Okay. Dave. My um, five-year-old, my five-year-old daughter loves hearing over and over again, Barracuda. So it's such a good song. Hang out. Yeah. yeah. She and I should hang out. Well, Magic Man has like kind of a similar driving yeah. Um, groove. It has a neat groove. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's, it's featured in a movie. What is it? And it's a disturbing scene, as I remember. It's somebody. Oh, it, it's no. It's in. Uh, actually, it's in Swingers. Now that I think about it. Oh, I don't remember. It's also. It's also like used in a dark scene in a movie. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go. That's okay. All right, so this I I I tweeted about this a while ago and I think you got drawn into it as the resident fruit expert, but I don't think Honeycrisp apples are that great. Hmm. Okay, explain yourself. I just never bit into one and experienced the fruit gasm that it seems that everyone else has. I would opt for a Gala or a Fuji. Those are okay. I think those are great. I think I probably had an envy as well. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. I've, it's, it, the Honeycrisp is fine, but everyone else, and I don't know if you're one of these people, I think you might be, acts like it's like a cut above and it's a whole different sensation. And, you know, oh my God, I never, it makes me look at apples in a new way. And I've just never experienced that. Similarly, I've never, and this actually makes me wonder, am I missing some kind of receptor on my taste buds or something? Cotton candy grapes. I've never been like, oh, my God, it tastes like cotton candy. Mm. To me, it just tastes like a grape. Oh, well, then now I know there's something afoot with your tongue. Okay. Because, yeah, because the I hear you on the Honeycrisp. Like, I, maybe you've been spoiled by the envy, as I have for all other fruits, because I, when you ate that Honeycrisp, would be everything. If you ate it in May, it's probably not going to be that good. You got to eat it in its uh, figurative and literal sweet spot. Mm. Um, I think it's all right. The cotton candy grape, though, that makes me worry because whether whether you think it's too gimmicky, you know, for for uh, for for this analyst's taste buds, <laughs> I don't know what goes on. I don't know what voodoo they put on those things. But one thing's for sure, it tastes exactly like cotton candy really? to me. I can't believe it. I can't get over how it tastes like. You know what else I've been eating a lot of? 
that tastes crazy, that takes you on a journey in your mind. Have you tried kettle chips dill flavor? No. It, you take a bite. It, it doesn't taste like a dill pickle. It tastes like an entire kosher deli. Somehow I take a bite and I'm like, whoa, my, oh, for like, I get, I get like half second visions of, uh, of being with, uh, with my grandparents in Harrisburg, PA or something like in a deli, like, whoa, oh, oh. and then I come <laughs> back to reality, but then I eat another one and I keep taking these journeys, uh, into my past. It is crazy what they can do with chips and chip flavors. Uh, we got to bring the facts man into this. Cause I don't know that he and I have discussed a lot specifically the insects in my bathroom and COVID. Mm. Um, and sometimes we get into just raging fights over my unplugging the equipment in my studio. I've gone into the reasons why I do that. But Tony, I don't know how you feel about fruit. Uh, very well on the honey crisp front. I am one of those people that love a honey crisp. Really? Yeah. What is uh, so good about it? Uh, I don't know. I just, I, the, the, overall, I feel like it just has way more flavor than, um, other. Now, to be fair, I think there are probably others that I just still haven't even had. I'm not sure I've ever had an Envy Apple. Oh, we got to hunt it down. What isn't available all the time is the Cosmic Crisp, but like in January, February, you can get it. Taste that. It tastes almost like a cherry as much as it does an really? apple. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Hmm. Oh, no, it's fine. I don't, I don't, my fruit knowledge is definitely not strong. Uh, cause I've also never had a, I've never had cotton candy grapes. I don't mm. even think I knew those were a thing until like a year ago. Yeah. People get so excited about them. Uh, and I'm then not I feel like, what was the other thing you brought up? There was another food you brought up that I feel like you said something and I, my opinion was different. Grapefruit sucks. Pomegranate sucks. Yeah. Pomegranate, pomegranate with that hard shell and those little chalky, Bobbles that come out of it that don't taste that good and aren't that satisfying. I don't understand the charm of the pomegranate. And the one that really baffles me that everybody seems to love besides me is the mango. I don't get that texture. Oh, I love it. Seems like it's bad. Every time every bite I take, it's like, is this supposed to have this texture? That can't be right. Seems mealy and gross to me. There's something granular and stringy about it, but it's a good flavor. Yeah, I like no, the I flavor like more than the actual fruit. Like, you know what I like is like you can get like bags of like dried mango. That's what I like. Maybe I'll give that a try. That's I a real so workout far... for your jaw. It is. It is. But hey, what hey, else? What else? Do I, I heard you talk about the millipede. <laughs> uh, about the yes. millipede. I didn't even know those happened out here. But those things are the grossest. And it reminded me, uh, sports related. I like to think about the teams. There was just a. There's now the Cleveland baseball team is now the Guardians. Because they can't be the Indians anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they changed their name. And then it made me think about that. And a lot of people don't like it. But Millipede makes my list of animals that are so vile that you could never even name a team after them. Like you could yes. have a, a you could have a killer animal. You could, have, you know, like people have sharks and people have tigers and all that kind of stuff. There are even like ver- variations of snakes. There's the diamondbacks mm-hmm. and, and cobras and all that. But like can't can't have tapeworm. You know, couldn't, you couldn't be you, you couldn't be the phoenix tapeworms. You're right. I love those. Or like most rodents don't uh, don't make it. Like you couldn't be the weasels. Mm-mm. Couldn't be. You know, a lot of bugs don't make it. Roaches, obviously. Um, 
I said tapeworm, but really any kind of a worm. Tapeworm is an especially disgusting worm, it though, I think. It seems really gross. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you, would, you, you wouldn't want, I don't know what the logo would be, but so we can't even go that far down that, that direction because I mean, just on fa- tapeworms, we, we can't name our team that. No, you know? no tapeworm, no heartworm. That's about heartworm. the extent. Oh, I think there's something called a whipworm. No, thank you. Ooh, the, just virus. That's a living thing. A vi- yeah. like bacteria. Like you couldn't be that. Like Mm-mm. you get real. You get real little molecular. You right. Like oh, we're the paramecium. Couldn't be that. No, <laughs> nobody. That wouldn't make any sense to do that. That'd be dumb. Listen, you guys. If you are feeling depressed or struggling with uncertainty or having difficulty sleeping or meeting your goals, BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. Uh, you guys know I am a big, big fan of therapy. I it's helped me immensely. And I think that it can help like anyone who is open to it. Um, and this past year, year and a half, it's been tough to get in with a new therapist. They have very long wait lists. Um, and BetterHelp is a great, a great option. Um, I have a couple friends who are doing BetterHelp right now, and they both have benefited so much. Um, one of my friends felt that the for the first therapist that she was matched with, she didn't know that it was the right match. And one of the things that I love about BetterHelp is that if you feel like it's not a good match, you can change therapists as many times as you want, no extra charge. So you don't have to feel like, oh, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the first time I went to therapy, one of the things I was a little bit nervous about was, what if I don't like the therapist? How do I deal with that? And I think that's a common thing to to feel like I don't want to be committed. Um, you won't be with BetterHelp. They'll get you to the right person. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And uh, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Our podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash best friend. Visit betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash best friend and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. Um, okay, so I do have questions that people have sent in on Patreon, so I want to get to those. But first, I do want to just do a little a little catching up. Uh, so you were at the NFL Network, but you're not anymore, right? No, I was there for a decade. What happened? I parted ways with them. I went in with, I always say that, it I, I to be saccharine. I say it all the time, though. I when I was when I was twenty one, right when I got out of college, my friend and I uh, got a place a block north and a block east of Wrigley Field, which is a ballpark where the Chicago Cubs play baseball, and they face another team that comes to visit them, and they play there. Just to <laughs> color in some of those details for you. Um, Thank you. And we would sit around late at night and our pals would come over who had also moved up to Chicago. And I and I had what was then a banner idea, I thought. I said, let's all, like Chicago's expensive and it's hard making your way in your early 20s and getting the gig. I said, let's, let's what, what if we did this? Let's choose the worst place in America that we could possibly go, like Terre Haute, Indiana, or I don't know where, but the worst place we could go. So we'll all be equally miserable by the choice, but we'll have each other. And whatever we do, we'll, we'll rule that town in about a decade. Like, we'll take it over. We'll be, we'll be, we'll have every base covered from, you know, uh, we'll own all the restaurants and, uh, you know, all the, the, 
one of us will be mayor and everything. The point was that whatever you do, if you get to do with your pals, you're cheating life and whatever it is, working in a bank, flapping your gums into a microphone about uh, about sports or otherwise. Or fruit. So Sal, uh, my guy Sal, started up his company. It it was just uh, too good an opportunity to get to work with Kevin Hench and a bunch of other fellas uh, and uh, and women over there who I like and have gotten to be friends with over this past year. Um, you know, it's heaven. It's, it's the best. It, it, and, you know, specifically, as I'm sure you've picked up, out of these networks, I don't know if much you follow sports, but in general, network as a model for delivering, um, you know, entertainment or sports or otherwise is kind of going down. It's very mm-hmm. murky now. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of ahead of the curve and and in on a uh, a different way going forward here. For as long, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, what do I have, like 15, 20 years left before I start with the heroin? So as long as I can reach that point, I, I'll, I'll feel uh, like I made a wise choice here. I mean, I think last I heard you were lowering the age to 60. So... Right. Yeah, well, I'm at six. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. We'll see how we'll we'll see how these next few years go. If things don't go right, I might accelerate the my introduction into heroin. So I do a podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. You know Greg, oh, right? Yeah, very funny. Yeah. And uh, we just recorded, and he was saying he wants to check out around seventy six years old, and I was like, "What? No, I'm greedy. I want to live into my mid to late nineties." And then he pointed out, really? Are you enjoying life that much? And I was like, fuck no, I'm not. But I still want to hang on for as long as I can. He really made the case for like leaving the party early. You know, it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I think that it occurred to me that we, we've kind of we, we aren't paying attention to the details like as i as soon as i turned 40 like the week i turned 40 i suddenly couldn't see anymore and in the ensuing yeah i had to get glasses yes. like those things start to happen and like i remember you know it, growing up and even in my 20s or whatever movies and tv shows a, a you know a stock joke of something to do with hangovers oh hangovers are so bad and uh, i was like i I don't, is this a real thing for that many people? And <laughs> suddenly I got to be about 40 or thereabouts. Suddenly, I, oh, now I get it. I get it all the way now. Wait, these things, the word, like even I you get, had, I get, I get, I got hair, my ears growing a mustache or something. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like, what, why are there hairs? Like, um, they tell you, like, you'll you lose your mm-hmm. hair as you get older. Okay. I was, I was aware of that. Nobody told me that, by the way, your outer ears is, is, is going to try to grow a permanent at some point. <laughs> Are you claiming that you hadn't experienced a hangover till 40? I mean, I, I maybe overdid it. I, not a hangover, more like, ooh, you know, I was 20 and uh, they bought shots and it got mm-hmm. away from me and I had uh, too many and I didn't feel well from that. Maybe, but I, not, that even that was once or twice in my life that okay. I ever really get my my. It's one of the great things that uh, that the drinking gods dealt me um, was that I am uh, as drunk. If I have a beer or a drink, I'm that's as drunk as I'll be the rest of the night. I that I I, I am immediately drunk. If I drink like two thirds of a beer, I'll be like, whoo! I feel that immediately. <laughs> But that's exactly how drunk I'll be the the remainder of the evening, which is kind of a gift. That really is good. Yeah. I remember 
wondering, am I hungover? What what does a hangover feel like? I think I'm thirsty. I was definitely not hungover. I mean, that was when I was... You were pregnant. (laughs) Well, pregnancy does feel like a hangover. That is what morning sickness feels like. Um, I think I I expected it was just going to be that you feel nauseated, but it's a whole body hangover sensation. Um, Okay. It is a great thing. It is a great thing, though. I know people have made uh, cracked wise about this forever but it really is true if you made if if it were men's responsibility the population of earth would be would drop by about 90 percent like i would i would have a baby i probably would do it once just to be like all right but then that's the end of it again (laughs) to do it a second time i mean uh, that that sounds insane i'm only around for you know i keep vacillating between short life long life Mm -hmm. but my percentage of time on, on Earth is limited enough that I can't devote two separate chunks of 10 months plus beyond with the bosom and keeping the milk nice for them and everything else. You're talking about like 15 months every time of no booze. I mean, I, that seems insane to me. I, I couldn't abide by that. But to Fitzsimmons point, it's interesting. The thing that hit me only recently is like people don't tell you is. You know, if I walk into a room now, that feeling of not like I'm on the prowl or anything, but it is eye opening when you kind of start to sense like there was a time when you walk into a room and you feel like, hey, I wonder if uh, I wonder if any of these uh, young women might uh, be interested in uh, in what uh, the Thax man's got. Going. Oh, wait, I'm not the Thax. <laughs> the, uh, or the whatever Shaq. my name is. You're the Shaq man. Right, Shaq. Yeah, I'm the Shaq monster. <laughs> is the Shaq monster looking good to any of these ladies? When you realize that there is only one reaction to you, which is like, oh, yeah, he's a middle-aged guy. Like, yeah, he's just an older guy. Like, there is not a consideration in a 25-year-old woman's head at all mm-hmm. about anything other than, like, no reaction. Like, right. yeah, an older guy. Well, what do you want me to say about that guy? It's That's invisible. sad, but even worse is we're about to move into empiric, uh, into being empirically old. Mm-hmm. Not you, me. I'm about to just be like that where that's not that won't matter if you're 50 or you're whatever it'll people any age will look at you like he's an older man like that's just what it'll be like it'll just be you may not I won't be decrepit I hope I won't be on a cane or anything but by any measure it'll be like yeah he's an older gentleman now like and that's that's not 25 years away I'm gonna take that look on. You know, I know a lot of my friends exactly are already gray mean. and balding and everything. It's terrible, but I, it's coming for me. It's coming for all of us if we're lucky enough to even make it there. I know exactly what you mean. I've been doing a lot of sort of adjusting to like, okay, so because um, when I lived in Orange County, I was the youngest one of all of our friends. So my friends are, you know, fi- I have friends who are like five to 10 years older and I look at pictures of them and I'm like, we're all starting to look old slash older. This is what this is who we are now. And there's still a lag between seeing that, recognizing that those are those are the uh, the trappings or the you know, that's what an that's an older that's an older looking person in that photo that is my friend. Uh, By the way, if any of my friends are listening, I'm not talking about any of you. I'm talking about other people that you don't know. Uh, and, And. and making sense of it because it still takes me a moment because I don't envision us that way. I don't think of us. I'm as glad that you even include yourself in there because I really have a hard time. It's the it's the same thing, I guess, as uh, as death itself. Like mm-hmm. we can all 
our intellect, the human intellect allows us to to indulge all sorts of uh, realities and uh, and and. Uh, otherwise and uh, you know theories the one thing we cannot fully grasp is the end of ourselves right we can see everybody else. we cannot grasp the world without us anymore and and our little points of view of like literally as i sit in this chair and i see this picture and i'll I, when when uh Allison Rosen or the Thax man ever comes into my brain again, I will always go to my literal point of view of mm-hmm. looking like I remember talking to him. Yeah, it was like it was in the evening and it was kind of gold now we're out. And it's that specific memory. You remember doing something with your grandmother and other people might have been there, but only you saw it with your eyes, with your literal eyes and you're recording them and your memories Go away. You go. When you go, mm-hmm. there will be no one else to replicate those memories. Oh, as long as people, as long as those uh, younger than you and your family remember you, you're never really gone. Yeah, to them. But, you know, you're, those <laughs> memories ain't going to be there. Th- those th- It's hard to conjure the elimination of those from the world. You I know. Can't, it's why we beat all the other beasts on on uh, the planet Earth is because of our brains, but that's the limitation of our own intellect. Is that right? That's right. And with me claiming that I want to make it to like ninety five, ninety eight, how much of my brain is going to you know make it there? Is it going to be like like did I check out at eighty two, but I'm still hanging around to ninety eight? I'll yeah, take it. and if you're yeah, if you're well, if you're aware you've lost your mind, is that going to be good? Well, I, like I don't know if that'll be fun, kind of to be kind of a little bit loopy, or well, I'll be doing be, heroin like, then. All right, so right, see? Yeah. this is going to be great. All we right, just got to find that somebody who can provide for us because I I don't know like because we'll be two old people and we're going to be out on the streets like hey, hey come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how you how you hook that. Thax man, you're in the music community. You'll hook us up, right? You'll 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 <laughs> yeah. you'll steer us in the right direction. Uh, yeah, that's totally my scene. Yeah, <laughs> Keith Richards will still be around. He'll if if you yeah. could put a call into him, maybe he could uh, you know steer you in the right direction and help us out. All right, I have some questions that listeners sent in on Patreon. Let's ask those. Patreon. They send them in, they're wondering how you have been So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans Okay, Jen Hershey says How are Baby Baby Oprah and John claude Van Damschek doing? They must be teenagers by now, but I still think of them as little kids Ah, uh, I didn't know they were specific to me. How nice! Yes, they're they they're just the best. They're rays of sunshine all the time for me. Um, baby Oprah is not eighteen or in her twenties uh, or anything, but she is about to go into high school now. She's fourteen. Jean Claude Van Damme, thriving as well in middle school. Well, they're about to both go back into schools for the first time in forever. And between them and the two little ones, I. I I keep saying to people when they ask, like, how that's there? How's the last of COVID been for you? I'm like, yeah, it's, I know it's bad for it's bad for a lot of families and has uh, really been ruinous, but it's kind of been nice. Like I, was, I spend time with the with these four bums all the time. <laughs> what, what am I going to complain about? It's been I I really do weirdly think ten years, twenty years, but then I'll be into the heroin again. Um, but the until then, I really will be like 
I kind of miss COVID. That was, mm-hmm. that was a good, you know, for us, it was a, this house was a, a lot of fun because it meant, you know, unlimited time with, uh, with the most important people. So what am I complaining about? How old are the little ones? Uh, they're like, I think they're both like under 18 or something like that. They're, uh, no, they're, uh, five, uh, girl, five and uh, seven year old boy. Oh, same age difference as my little kids. Um, right? yeah. Okay. Ray Morgan wants to know which teams have the best and worst uniforms in 2021. Wow. Well, that's a powerhouse question and you've come to the right place. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders still have, you know, the probably the gold standard, even though it's silver and black um, of uniforms. The one that I really fancy my, my, uh, Cross to bear as a sports fan who who looks at uniform who watches games uh you know pretty religiously night in and night out. My least favorite teams in sports wear some of the best uniforms. The Philadelphia Flyers wear this smart orange and black getup that looks straight out of 1975, and it makes me swoon every time I see it, and they are my most hated team in any sport. Same goes for the New York Islanders. Glorious uniforms. I hate the Penn State Nittany Lions. Love those spare white and dark navy getups that they wear out there. The Steelers have among the best. I don't just say that as a Steelers fan. Dodgers home whites, crisp and and clean with that uh, blue, with that uh, electric blue and that red number on the jersey. Inexplicable that it's there, but it makes those <laughs> uniforms sing. Yankees. I mean, people like the pinstripes and those are cool, but the road grays that are. Again, very spare, and all they just say on them is New York. I like that. I, I, for me, some for some reason, that would uh, be a reason for intimidation. And uh, I, I, I think there uh, is where I'll go. Bad uniforms. Let's not uh, let's not get too down. It's more the weird names that bother me. Like you have the Minnesota Wild is like mm-hmm. the hockey team named after like Wild, as in outdoors. That's what they're named. They're the Minnesota Outsides. The out the wild yeah is, no makes no sense and the the grammatical conundrum that it pre, that it presents that is it the wild is good well no there are twenty of them so they are good the wild are good but yeah. you know then grammatically it doesn't really hit the ear quite right so I don't like those the the Brooklyn Nets are a good basketball team but their name Nets it is again very lazy they're like well we need something with basketball. You know, it should be sporty. Like balls? No. Weird <laughs> message. Can't be the ball. Rims? Also, maybe. Maybe I'm being a little too touchy here. The the floors? Too dumb. Like, well, all that's left is the nets. Fine. Go with it. The nets? That's what you came up with? The nets? Yeah. Awful. Awful. Uh. I forget if you already answered this. Ray would also like to know which fruit is winning fruit of the year this year. Well, I mean, I can't really say I don't divulge that. I gave you some I gave you some August um, front runners and that's that's where the conversation ends. I mean, I'm not going to tip my hand because you know what? I'm just a human being. And if I go too far on one fruit, I'll talk myself into it here Mm. in in August. And, And that wouldn't be fair to the fruits who probably are are mounting their autumn campaigns as we speak. And I'm not going to turn my nose up at them. I respect your integrity. Thank you. Uh, You said, I'm not going to tip my hand. And that reminded me, since we have been talking about language stuff, on my show, my Thursday show, which is a group show, 
which you ha- I hope you'll come on the Thursday show. You'd be great on the Thursday show. Uh, but I said something about tip your mitt. And everyone's like, what? Do you mean tip your hand? Mitt. Have you never heard tip your mitt? It is a real phrase. Mitt, like baseball mitt? Yeah, like drop the ball, I think. I've, I've never, never heard, heard it. Either. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Oh my I've never God. heard it, though. I figured you two sports fans would have heard of it. Tone zone. Will you look it up, please? Tip your yeah. mitt is a, a definitely a phrase. Should I ask another question while you look it up, or should we just wait, which is fine with me? Um, no, I got something here. It says, tip your mitt is an expression made up by podcaster Alice Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> I know it says to tip your mitt is to acknowledge someone's accomplishment or status. What? Oh, like to doff your cap? That's wrong. Where are you getting this from? Are you getting this from Bullshit Monthly? I told you not to go there. <laughs> where would you like me to get it from? I, I literally gave you just like the top Google results. Well, where is that from? That is from quickanddirtytips.com. No, let me look this up. Tip, like from, I don't know, some language thing. Tip your mitt. Let's see. Tip your mitt meaning in English. Uh, tip one's mitt, U.S. slang, to reveal a secret, one's plans, etc., often inadvertently. I mean, that would be, it seems like that would be a newer one. And I don't know that we do new cliches. It seems like they all were invented or somebody said them 200 years ago and we just continue to throw them out there despite the fact that we don't know what they mean. Whole nine yards is a for instance. Like for me, I was a whole nine yards. Even if you get every inch of the nine yards, you still need another yard for the first down. Oh no, it doesn't have to do with football at all, hmm. as it turns out. Um, I don't yeah, think maybe tip t- your mitt like you show, like because sometimes pitchers go like that to hide what oh. they're doing or like catchers will give signs to the pitcher and maybe it's tipping it so that the other people can see it or something. Yeah. That's weird. I don't, I don't know. know. I, mean. I don't think it's a new phrase though, because I grew up hearing it and my parents only use old phrases. Okay. Another question. Oh, this is a good one. Vicky Mallon wants to know, are you still obsessed with Jonathan Chichu, even though he's been retired for several years? I mean, Chichu is, uh, is one of the great names in, in, hockey history Tamu Solani I used to sing songs about Tamu and Chichu um and uh because the you know you hear it yourself those are great names but hockey what's nice is it just keeps replenishing they've gone from Rejo Roots Alignin and Ilka Sinisilo now we have Capo Caco you know I think uh Capo you know what what more do I need to say about it but I'm glad that other sports are getting into it too there is now a pit football uh, player, a wide receiver. His name is not a nickname, right? His name is Shockey Jacques Louis. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, yes. In broad strokes, I'm still uh, obsessed with that and all great names in sports. There's a guitar player named Khaki King. Tony, have you heard of her? No. Yeah. Khaki? I also have an obsession with, with uh, ridiculous names. So yeah, I, I, I like hearing all of these. Uh, wait, what are your favorite ridiculous names, Tony? Uh, one that a couple come to mind immediately that I remember that were, uh, I don't think they're still, uh, around playing, but college football names that I remember seeing a couple years ago, there was a guy, uh, there was a Jasmar Clax. <laughs> uh, and then the other, another one I really enjoyed was Kobe Buffalo Meat, <laughs> which is like sounds great, but he was a, a Native American player. And I just such a, that's a wonderful name. Kobe Buffalo Meat. 
I mean, you want uh, you want one that's quintessentially along the lines of Debrickashaw Ferguson. Is oh, a yeah. real guy's yeah, name. Debrickashaw Ferguson is awesome. I mean, there's a guy named Alex Leatherwood now. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, just for you know the way it, what, what it evokes in your brain. And Tony, remember uh, back in the early days of the pandemic when we were going on walks, we came across this <laughs> a sign, an actual oh, sign yeah. for I someone's was about this the other day for someone's podcast called Rita's World or something, and it's this old older actress, former actress who hosts it, and she had been married to someone named Doodles Weaver. <laughs> but oh my goodness! Didn't you look it up, Tony? And didn't Doodles Weaver play someone with a great name? Uh, let me. That seems vaguely familiar. Let's see. Let me look this up. Hope you don't go to the same source as your bad info from before. No promises. <laughs> I'm also thinking about Fitzsimmons's thing from uh, from several minutes ago. And I, I always was like, well, I got to come to grips with the fact that the lights are going to go out and what am I going to do when that happens? And also on the other side of death, if I led a more pious life, I feel like those people are going to be like, it'll be cool for them when they get to heaven, but it'll be way cooler for me as a cynic of it. Won't it? Mm, like they'll be like, yeah, it'll be like the lights go out and they'll be like, oh, goodbye, Jesus. I did everything I could. You know, I did. I tried to be good. And then you'll like the lights will go out and then they'll come back on. And you'll be in heaven. You'll be like, great. You know, thank good. But but I'll be like, I'll be like, holy hell, it exists. <laughs> I'm glad to be wrong. I'm wrong. Eternal life. Who's going to be happier? Right, you're sure. right. That's it. Right, because they have expectations, and expectations are what really right. suck the joy out of a moment. Right, exactly. Where, but yeah. then I also think, like, are we going to – I really am hoping that we're going to have, like, a Matrix kind of thing where they'll just, like, boop, 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 boop. They'll just download our intellect and emotions onto a chip and throw us all out into space and we'll just live out there. Planet Earth will be used up, but no matter. We'll all just live forever as computer chips floating around on some satellite or something. That works too. That would be interesting as well. Like in the matrix. Yeah. Did you Um, see the matrix? I, 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 I'm starting to feel like Allison was looking to kind of get past that one. Maybe it's because it was a lame point, but maybe it's because she never saw the matrix. (laughs) I did see. What do you think? Facts. You did. I have seen it. All right. All right. She seems like I seem sincere. I have, I've been red pilled. I believe her. I believe her. I, I saw it late, though. I think I saw it because I'm like, I need to see this movie that everyone is referring to all the time. See, there you go. You didn't want to be left out of the loop. That's I, right. When I saw it opening uh, night, Jerry Seinfeld was there. Oh, wow. Wow. That's I, can an, name, I can drop a name, too. Marilyn Ricecup. Marilyn Ricecup has become my real friend. She was a guest uh, on the show. And oh it, we spun God. off into a real fr- real friendship. We've gotten Come coffee on. three times. And we You're text. You're better than this. And you voice- don't need to be bragging about famous people, you know. You're just jealous. Well, I am. That's true. Tony, did you find out who Doodles Weaver played? Because if not, I have another question. Uh, I have okay. So I think what you're thinking of it's not somebody that he played, but uh, I, this may surprise you. Doodles only a nickname. He's got a, a quite a mouthful of a real name. His his real name is Winston Sheffield Glendenning Dixon Weaver. Love it. Yeah, I don't know if that's what I was thinking of. But I'm not seeing are- any sort of ridiculous name of anything that he played. Yeah, he had well, his own variety show called the doodles weaver show on nbc 
Hmm. You know, the way that these people, we don't know who they are at all, and they're posting about their podcast by hammering a sign into a tree, that is depressing. That is depressing how much, like, you can have your own variety show and you can be famous, but the younger people, they don't know at all who you are. And I'm not even that young, and I don't know who these people are. Well, yeah, I mean, this was well. the 50s, so. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> I mean, Wait, I so who are you bummed out for? I'm bummed out. Doodles? I mean, probably my, for myself. For what? Because you see in Doodles where you're going to be in 30 years? Yeah, I'm going to be modern okay. day Doodles. <laughs> both of us, Dave. Lady Doodles. Yeah, both of us. Because, you know, we've, at- we've attained a little bit of, uh, and same with you, Tony. We're all a little bit known, but we're going to be washed away by the sands of time. This is why we had children, though. Don't you see, Allison? That's what I've told so many people. I'm like, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. What are you they're like? Listen, it's an investment. Even if you don't love it, I happen to have enjoyed it immensely. But even if it's not for you in the moment, consider it a long-term play for yourself, not for them, because <laughs> short of the heroin that we keep talking about, what are you going to be doing when you're 71? You're going to be watching them do stuff. You know, you're not going to be doing anything. You're not going to be an active senior. You're going to be lazing around. You're not going to have energy or otherwise. But you'll pick up the phone. What are you doing, child? Hey, grandkids, are they going to come over? Again, something to look forward to, Allison, Yeah, you see? All right. Listen, we got three more questions. Let's just bang through these, then do it just me or everyone. And then we're out. Megan Parkansky, Aaron Rodgers, go. I think as much as I've loved Aaron Rodgers and uh, considered him for a long time the most talented guy playing the position, and I actually enjoy his sense of humor, too. He's not the the same hardo a personality of like Tom Brady or Dan Marino yelling at teammates. So not to say either one of those guys isn't a nice guy, but within the context of a game, sometimes you're like, you get a bear, get into the game, that kind of stuff. Rodgers never was as much that. I think he was kind of a jerk the past couple of weeks with the like, no one would ever come to Green Bay. No one wants to play here if it weren't for me. Like, really not doing the franchise a solid, are you, Aaron? The, like, no one would want to play here if not for you. I get that you have an ego, but you're also really putting a stink on the town where the people, I, I, as I say, I don't think that Pittsburgh Steelers players care about the the Steelers legacy as much as I care about it. I've been rooting for them for decades. They've only been on the team for a year and a half. Um, but I also think it's a it's a little weird. Like if you're a fan, like, yeah, the guy, our hero, the best player on our team is the guy who said no one would ever want to live here where we all live right now. <laughs> we're, we're, yay. Like it's, like it's a weird uh, message. Yeah, it's rude. All right. Nora Seidman has a question. I feel like maybe we covered in past episodes, but it was years from years in in the rear view. Why did Daves of Thunder stop recording? It was my favorite podcast after Alison Rosen's new best friend. People ask me this all the time. I have no update. As soon as I have an update, I hope we'll keep we'll get to keep doing it. Wait, but we you got brought it. it. It got brought back, right? It was resuscitated. Yes, we, we did it twelve years ago. Then we took off like. Uh, I don't know, nine years. Then we came back like three years ago, and now we haven't done it in almost a year once again. You know, we I got to talk to you about this Patreon and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Got to figure it out. It's about making scoots, you know? It's, uh, you know, making... do uh, Feeney's doing his stuff. I'm doing my stuff, and we got to find the window. But also, I I, I don't know. It's, it's tough, because I'd love to do it, but then you start thinking like, 
you know, and uh, Feeney, well, should we? Wouldn't we, wouldn't it be nice to make a little bit of money off of it as men of justice? So I don't know, but I but I I hope we'll at least uh, do some more going forward. But I have no update for you of when that will actually get going. When you brought it back, how many episodes did you do? We did I don't know, f- probably forty or fifty something oh, like that. So it was going for for a while. Oh yeah, I bet you we did it for close to two years, something like that. After in the in the reboot, right. the New Testament as we called it. Yeah. Who was producing it? Your old pals Gary and Donovan. Huh. Loxamana. Nice. Okay. Nathan S would like to know creep of the week. Ooh. I don't have the, the sound effect. Can I can can I do can we combine one since we have something else to get to anyway? Why don't I just say Aaron Rodgers? Loved you, but it doesn't mean See, this is what happens when people get so insulated and people don't tell them no enough, then they can get away with saying stuff like no one would ever live here if it weren't for me. And the people who live in that town who like him are like, yay, that's right. And then you're going to retire in a year and, and leave here forever. And, and we're going to live out the rest of our decades and, and our children and their children will all grow up here. But thank you anyway. Creep. Is, <laughs> does he deserve a hey, go fuck yourself? I mean, you 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 could uh, go in that direction if hey, you wanted to. Hey, sure. Aaron Rodgers, you actually, Dave, you say it. You say it. Well, uh, how about uh, I put uh, I put the Damashek spin on it? Hey, Aaron Rodgers, you're a jerk. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. There we go. I like that almost better than the Han Solo edition blaster. That works. Yeah. And <laughs> Dave, do you have a just me or everyone? Um, I do. I, well, I have a bunch of grievances that I can share with you, of course. One that came to mind okay. for... Well, hang on. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Oh. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? So this is just me or everyone where it's something that you do and you wonder if other people do it. But if you have grievances, we can also do that. Well, I mean, I have well, they they kind of blend together. Okay, I I curse at my twenty first century car a lot because she I don't I don't understand why she is such a pain in the ass about the seatbelt all the time. Like I, there was it wasn't a law last century. Okay, now it's a law, but I don't need all the noise letting me know about the uh, about the the seatbelt, you know. And she's always like, "Bing, bing," and then she <laughs> and then she gets more aggressive with me if I yeah. if I don't if I don't adhere by her wishes. <clears throat> that then she bongs louder at me, "Bing, bing, bing, bing," like shut up. <coughs> I heard you the first time. How many times are you going to shout at me with your bings and bongs and otherwise when I need my mother, I'll call her in Pittsburgh. Leave <laughs> me alone, you you dumb car. What are you telling me about what I need? Yeah. And by the way, your friends, uh, the the uh, uh, balloons that'll pop out if I'm in a wreck, they'll save me anyway. I don't need you binging and bonging at me all the time. Does everybody, does that drive everybody crazy? The, the binging like that? I mean. Or is it just me? My car has me wrapped around its car finger so much that I don't even 
I try not to even hear them. But occasionally, because I have two kids in car seats in the back of the car, so we'll be driving if I'm in the passenger seat and one of them is crying because they dropped their pacifier or they can't reach something, I will undo my seatbelt. It feels very dangerous. Undo my seatbelt while we're on the freeway, flip around, try to grab whatever they need. And then my car is definitely yelling at me. And it's like, I heard you. But it feels appropriate to what feels like a high stakes situation. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, that's a that's one that's uh, bugged me for a long time. And I, I guess I should the takeaway is I should wear my seatbelt. But man, that's just like if it's like, hey, just run the kids over real quick to school because they're they're a couple blocks away in the car. If I do that, it's like, can you leave me alone? I'm trying to have a nice morning chat with the kids about what's upcoming, and you're interrupting with beep, bing, 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 bing. I'm I'm on surface roads. Don't worry. I'm only going 15, 20 miles an hour. It's not going to be that big a collision anyway. I have been told that eventually it will stop banging and bonging, but I've never I've never hung, I've never hung in there that long to hear it stop. Oh, she, yeah. She'll she'll eventually settle down after she's like, I've had it with this guy. You, someone else do something. I'm out. But she'll, <laughs> but she'll give it at least three good, good go rounds. And like I say, the third one, she really gets it's pissy. Like, yeah, it's double like, time. Come on. Yeah, have some dignity. You just raising your voice at me does not make your message any clearer to me. In fact, it makes me more resentful of your message. Tony, how do you feel about this? I don't really have uh, too much of this happen. I feel like the only time it really happens is uh, sometimes when the uh, the old beef lord is in the passenger seat <laughs> and he uh, he'll he'll make you know he'll trigger the the beeping because there's no seatbelt. I need to get one. I know there are like seats you can get for dogs. I just haven't found one that I like to strap him in well. So really. I thought the whole that was the whole that was the high point of a dog's life was to get to hang its head out of the window. I yeah, thought that was he, uh, you're gonna he actually you're doesn't gonna... really care though. Ah. I, I I'll open it for him. He just doesn't care. Here's here, uh, can I just uh, throw another thing at you because sure. I've been trying to work this out. I um <clears throat> I had to go to a friend's uh, birthday. We didn't have to, but I did. Um and uh, it was I know COVID and everything else, but it was we we're all vaccinated and we were all masked and all that stuff. But we happened to be in a in a Las Vegas, one of those massive, you know, hotel casino kind of things. And it was hot because it was August. And um, so it's a weird blend. I, I've started to get more and more nauseated by people at the beach and at the swimming pool shirtless and like there's no other way. But it really reached another level for me because in the middle of the day, you're sitting in like a casino or whatever. And now people just walk through in their beach wear. And and I don't know if we've gotten too comfortable in COVID now, like people wearing their jammies to the grocery store and stuff, (laughs) or if I'm the one who's changed and haven't seen enough people in my company over the last 18 months. But I I find it repugnant. And I think we need to make some laws that like you cannot walk around with. I mean, you can't go into 7-Eleven with no shirt. I think we need to figure out something to help me deal with like I can't. And you're you're going to deal with this with your kids if you haven't already, Allison. Like you go to those places like Great Wolf Lodge, you know, where the, it's like an indoor mm. uh, slides and everything else. And I can't enjoy it because it's like strangers' feet are all around us. Yeah, and I want to throw up, and I can't. I can't stomach it. And 
the shirtlessness and we need to have standards as a society. And I, I, you know what I don't do? I don't to parade myself around. I'd like everybody else to meet me here and just wear one of them, wear one of them workout things that guys now wear in the pool. You know, like I see guys more and more wearing a shirt in the pool. I think it's because they're vain, but it also spares my eyes of the disgust that lays underneath. I think you should have a rule. No shirt, no shoes, no check. Oh, I like that. I think that's going to, that's going to be my new rule. It also just in a general way too. It really is like, I'm not a fashionista, except when it comes to sports uniforms. I know all, <laughs> but I, I also happen to have a weird gift in life. I don't know where it came from. I have zero clue why I'm so good at it, but I can pick out a dress for a woman like nobody's business. It is. <laughs> I, you could ask my wife, you could ask ex-girlfriends. I am a hundred percent on the money. I've never brought a dress home for anybody as a gift and then been like, it's not, uh, it's not my stuff. They're like, oh my God, dude, this is just a great, how do you know how to even find this? And I don't know. I don't have the answer. I just got a gift That's that I great. didn't ask for. But I, as, as such, I'm also aware of like, it's, I can't believe that 80 or 90% of the population can't do the math on like, just because you like an item of clothing doesn't mean you should wear it. it mm. Every item of clothing is not for every person to try. I'm so, I, I'm sorry that that's true. I don't wear tank tops for a reason because this is my arm. That's why. That's, uh, you know, that, this is what my, I, I wouldn't do that to you or to myself. Other people need to do some of that too. You know what I'm saying? Like the bikinis ain't for everybody. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen if you want to see Dave Damashek's arm, but this is going to come out audio-wise. I don't know why I said audio-wise. It's going to come out on audio. (laughs) Look, my video guy is out of town, so it's going to come out on audio, and then it's going to be like the following week we're going to have the video. So you're going to have to envision his arm for a week. Spoiler alert, it's skinny. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, You know, I had never heard of the Great Wolf Lodge, and then... This week, I heard about it from one of my my uh, friends with benefits. That's a collective name of my patron Marilyn people. Marilyn Ricegum? No, no. Um, I heard what about it. What do you call it. her, ML? She calls, call me Mayor. I call her Mayor. I call her Mary Lynn. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Cubby. Maybe. What'd you say? <laughs> Cubby. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is the second time now that I've heard this week that I've heard of the Great Wolf Lodge. What is it? It's, as I say, it's a big... Um, kind of resort thing yeah they have them in different parts of the country and it's just like a bubbled um you know water slides of all sorts and Mm. it it but it it's nice it's you know one of those places you don't leave kind of thing like it's it's got different game you know video games for the kids at night and you eat there and everything else and it's a hotel but it also it's main thing is this uh, you know is it's big water slide thing um and it smells like um exactly like every hotel pool so which is not good you know when you walk into that room chlorine. It's like, oh that chlorine and yeah. i don't know what like like old pork you know combined kind <laughs> yes. of smell it's that, like oh i i went there and i walked in the door with with the little ones this is before just before covid and i went there and i really felt like i'm father of the year because <laughs> i i tamped down all of my issues and didn't say boo to anybody i just sat there and took it took the stench all the bare feet all the wet 
all of it. And I just sat there and was like, have fun, kids. You know, that is so good. That's growth. It was awful. It was it was really a dark, a dark couple of days (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, Dave, it was so nice to catch up with you. Please don't be a stranger. I'll try not to be. Try, try. Did it go all right, Dax, man? What was, was this? You know, give it a letter grade. I have some notes, but we'll talk once we hit stop. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate you not publicly shaming me yeah. like this. Uh, I mentioned that I'm a Patreon, but what I forgot to tell you is if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So it's 12 months for the price of 10. I am also on Cameo. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed or following in whatever app you listen so that you get the uh, episodes automatically so you don't miss one. Tell your friends. Leave us a nice comment. We read them on the show. Five stars, please. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Dave, where can we find you? What should we uh, keep our eyes open for? Uh, uh, best thing you could do to help out your old pal is uh, follow minus three and extra points wherever you find your podcasts, uh, social media, Damashek, and on Instagram. I think it's D Damashek, I'm pretty sure. But listen, what a play. That's not the point. The point is, what a pleasure to catch up with you, Allison Rosen, and get to know the Thax man just a little bit. Um, pleased to see you're thriving the way you are, muzzle tub on the two little ones. And yeah, once this COVID ends in, you know, 2038, let's get together and do some smack. Let's do it. Uh, Tony, where do we find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, if you're in the L.A. area this coming Thursday, uh, I am playing drums with Jonah Ray at the Sardine in San Pedro. It's a uh, comedy slash music show uh, playing some punk versions of Weird Al songs that Jonah's been doing. So come out to that if you're in the L.A. area. Hopefully. Hopefully the show still happens. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. All right. Uh, Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time. 